0: Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley,
2: and a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture today. It's brought to you by G3. You've got grain to sell? We're buying. G3 grain elevators in Saskatchewan are open for business and want to buy your grain. Find a G3 grain elevator near you today at g3smarter.ca. And brought to you by Seedmaster. Save up to $22.50 per acre on canola with the Seedmaster Ultra Pro 2 individual row metering system. We take a look at what happened this week in grain markets. Also, AGT Foods of Regina receives support from Protein Industries Canada to expand sales of pulse crop ingredients. Real agriculture looks at the canola industry and oil exports. Farm issues are raised in the Saskatchewan legislature this morning. Agribition has re-elected its president to a second term. And G3 opens two new prairie elevators. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour.
0: This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion
2: of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by the Candiac Auction Mart. To consign your cattle, call them today at 424-2967. And Canadian Hail Agencies, providing you hail insurance for 25 years. Contact your broker today to see why Canadian hail adjusters are voted the best in the industry. Grain markets were showing downward movement this week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacalo of Regina says canola fell about $10 a ton this week and wheat is down about $0.24 a bushel.
3: On the canola front, Jim, November canola futures declined approximately $10 a ton here this week. I spoke last week about ranges that I'm seeing for canola. $480 $480 a ton uh, on the November futures I'm seeing as a bit of the resistance or the ceiling. And now we're starting to get closer to around that $465 a ton support or a floor for the price. So influence has been the soybean market in particular. Sellers seem to be active uh, with bearish weather reports coming in in the U.S. and kind of expected forecasts too. As well as a lack of China buying news has uh, kind of pressed canola prices down a little bit more with the soy markets. Now, maybe one positive factor uh, for canola shorter term here has actually been the Canadian dollar declining. So here, early morning in trading, we're below 73 cents again on the September futures. So that might be slightly supportive for the canola market. On to wheat, the September Minneapolis wheat futures have been on a a slide here this week, actually, declining approximately 20 cents. And I am starting to see that the trends are right at the bottom end of the range on the contract. So this is something important to watch. Again, this is the time of year where there can be Increases in the price from more of a technical standpoint, bounces are possible, but there is still a huge world supply, so upside might be limited. Now, there is again, similar to the soybean side, improvement in weather forecasts, especially in North Dakota, actually, which might actually help reduce the premium Minneapolis wheat has compared to some of the other wheats right now. So that's a bit of a trend I'm watching too.
2: So wheat is down to what level?
3: Wheat on the Minneapolis futures. Currently, we're sitting at about five dollars and thirteen cents a bushel. So that uh, is down again, even today, uh, another six cents actually.
2: So for the week, it's down. What about twenty-five, twenty-six cents?
3: The high on Monday was five dollars and thirty-seven cents, approximately. And again, right now we're sitting at five thirteen, so that's about $0.24 cents now on the day. Again, this could be changing in the next few hours, but right now, again, the trend is seeming a slightly lower here on the wheat market.
2: And what's the outlook for next week and beyond?
3: Well, next week, Jim, there's going to be uh, a few things happening that I'll be watching. The first is that there is a statscan can report that is going to be coming out on Monday. And then a USDA report on Tuesday. So there will be a few reports to be watching as well as next week will be a little bit quieter of a week, possibly on the trading side near the end of the week with uh, the Canada day on the Wednesday. So canola markets will be closed. And then actually on Friday, US markets will be closed in lieu of the July 4th holiday. So again, the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday might see some lower volumes across the board.
2: Adam Picallo is a commodity futures advisor with PI Financial in Regina.
3: Or, Back
0: to Saskatchewan Agriculture today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM.
2: This segment is brought to you by the Canadian Canola Growers Association, helping farmers succeed for over 35 years. Visit ccga.ca to learn more. And brought to you by Selford Group. Get the best price on new Selford equipment before July 3rd. Call your Selford equipment dealer or visit SelfordGroup.com. The latest protein supercluster investment involves one well known Saskatchewan company and another owned by two women entrepreneurs in Saskatoon. AGT Food and Ingredients and You Live It are the latest recipients of an $11.3 million investment from Protein Industries Canada. ULIVIT is an upstart company that develops foods such as tofu, made from plant-based products. AGT will create the necessary ingredients from pulse crops to make these foods. Bill Gruhl is the CEO of Protein Industries Canada, based in Regina. The demand
4: for plant-based foods is rising. The demand for more sustainable food is rising. And together, AGT and ULivit intend to help Canada meet those demands. They intend to process pea, lentil, and faba bean protein concentrates into a variety of vegetarian, flexitarian diet products, including tofu and pasta, tempeh, high-moisture meat analogs and non-dairy analogs, and texturized pulse protein. They're going to develop these products using more sustainable methods than what is commercially available today.
2: A vegetarian product contains no meat, while flexitarian is a combination of meat and plant protein. Murad Al-Khatib is the chief executive officer of AGT Foods.
4: You know, if you've been in grocery recently, you can see the Maple Leaf Light Life 50-50 products, which are 50% meat, 50% pea-based, plant-based ingredients. That, we believe, is the future of the opportunity where people are looking for potentially a reduced fat, reduced cholesterol, and an environmental footprint that is more friendly. We think that's a, That's a key.
2: Laura Gustafson with ULivet says consumer purchases of plant-based protein products continue to rise.
1: Last year, I think it was $5 billion in sales. It's projected to hit $40 billion by 2025. And it's kind of being led by the Millennials and Gen Zs because they're really concerned about like health, environment, sustainability, animal welfare. But it's not just for them either. You know, lots of meat eaters are looking for it too. And I think it's just people want different options for proteins.
2: AGT Foods is already a producer of pulse flowers, protein, starches and fibres. Yulivit is a small Saskatoon company owned by two women entrepreneurs who are developing new plant-based food. Al-Khatib says the funds will be put to good use.
4: In this project will kind of take the existing applications and prototypes that Yulivit has developed and that we've developed and we'll try and cross the expertise of our food development centre, our application scientists to look at reformulations, improvements, and expansions of the product lines. So, you know, part of what we're going to do and part of the supercluster philosophy is that, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to take Ulevit and we're going to allow them to be a part of expanding their network into some of the major uh, consumer products companies that AGT is already dealing with.
2: These include Nestle, Maple Leaf Foods, and Beyond Meat. Part of the project will be developing these new foods at a more affordable cost for the average consumer.
4: Gone are the days where a gluten-free snack that you're buying in a bag is $7.99 and a bag of potato chips is $1.99. So that consumer might buy it once at $7.99. But if we want them to buy it every time they want a snack, it has to be $2.99, not $7.99.
2: Al-Khatib says creating new food products for consumers means developing new markets for Western Canadian farmers.
4: This is an opportunity to take these products into an absolutely different market segment that's delinked from currency, macroeconomic profile and governmental intervention and uh, truly put it into domestic food use. So I think that's the exciting opportunity. We believe it will raise the overall return per acre as the protein extraction, milling, and co-product food processing develops.
2: The two-year project will work with pea, lentil, and faba bean protein concentrate and turn it into market-ready food for consumers and restaurants.
0: Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on The Source
5: 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by The Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. The canola industry in Canada has worked exceptionally hard to inform stakeholders about the beneficial traits and characteristics of canola oil so that we can increase demand to meet our ever-growing supply. One of the people that has been a huge leader in this area is Ellen Pruden. She's with the Manitoba Canola Growers and recently received an award from the Dietitians of Canada, which we're going to talk about here today. Ellen, how are you?
6: I'm wonderful. How are you, Sean?
5: I'm doing great. Doing great. Well, hey, congratulations on this award. This is this is cool because it's it's an award yeah. For, it's a, yeah, it's an award from the Dietitians of Canada that is it's kind of outside of the agricultural bubble. You're you're being recognized for your hard work in for on the benefits of canola.
6: Yeah, it's incredible and I think that is um what we've always wanted to do you know in agriculture we know the benefits of canola and we talk about the importance of what farmers do and we need that other you know like 98 percent of canadians and uh people you know around the world uh to know the benefits of canola and, and the amazing work that our farmers do so to have that recognition from a prestigious organization like the Dietitians of canada like it just makes me go wow like it's that's my word of the year right now is wow. Like it's just, <laughs> that's a wow wow moment, um, and it makes me smile. Well, the honor
5: smile. the honorary patron award is bestowed on individuals who are not a dietitian, but who have, who have advanced the dietics profession through their work. So, yes. how, how long have you been been working on the canola eat well for life campaign?
6: Uh, well, it's. Started about eight years ago, and so the provincial organizations have always had and mandated to you know talk to um, consumers or their provincial you know uh, people about what what the canola farmers do, and then of course the health benefits. And Canola Council also had a program called Canola Info, and they still do, and that was targeted um, for Canadians. And you know, working with um, institutions like Heart and Stroke, Dietitians of Canada, but then also you know communicators chefs that whole industry and there was some uh, switches and, and changes in the canola industry and that's when you know the provincial organizations came together to form canola eat well and manitoba was the driver behind it and and um and so now we're just like we're just getting started i feel you know we're the next steps and the changes that are taking place on, um, you know, people are so interested in their food and sustainability and what farmers do. And, and I think we have a great story to tell and, and to have work with partners like Dietitians of Canada and, and others, you know, it just gives us the ability to tell more people about
5: what we do. So in your time on, on this project, how have you seen the perceptions of canola evolve over time when you're talking to dietitians and the you know, chefs, the food industry in general? How, what, what, how, how has this evolved? That's
6: a great question. I think the evolution has taken place of just a, you know, a really genuine interest. So we've seen a movement and a switch of, which has its pros and cons, Sean, right? Like the more interest, but then there's also, you know, the lack of understanding and perhaps the lack of knowledge that comes around about farming and agriculture and canola. So, you know, there would be hot topics like biotechnology or pesticides. There has been a shift. We've been part of that whole shift uh, to seeing, you know, a really increased interest in understanding biotechnology, that has kind of um, slowed down. But now a concern around pesticides and food, that has increased and more questions about that. Uh, sustainability is people are really interested in sustainability and what farmers are doing for the environment. So that is the next kind of wave that is going on. Um, for, for interest in the food industry. Like, they're really wanting to know those pieces. COVID's had a bit of a, you know, a hiccup in all the pieces, but that's just broadened the light of more people are at home cooking every day.
5: This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com.
0: Hey, it's your agro weather
5: forecast on The
0: Source, 620 CKRM. The official
2: 620 CKRM Farm Weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Get ready for seating with New Holland equipment from Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352 1866. The 620 CKRM Farm Weather, mainly sunny today, wind southwest 30, the high 31, with a low of 16. Saturday, mainly sunny, wind southwest 30, gusting to 50. The high 32 tomorrow, 60% chance of evening showers, the low 14. Sunday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 23, the low 15. Showers on Monday with a high 22, the low 14. Tuesday, cloudy, 70% chance of showers, the high 23, the low 16. Wednesday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers, the high 25, the low 16. Thursday cloudy, sixty percent chance of showers. The high twenty-four. Normal high for the state is twenty-four. The normal low ten. The sun rose at four forty-nine this morning. It sets at nine fourteen tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Moose Jaw at twenty-nine degrees. The cold spot with Wascasoo, up near just north of Prince Albert at fifteen. Estevan, Saskatoon, Swift Current, Weyburn, all twenty-seven. Yorkton is twenty-eight. In Regina, cloudy and 28, that's 82 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-southwest, 16 gusting to 31. Humidity is 33%. The barometer dropping 101.1. Sunny and moose jaw, 29. Winds are from the southwest at 21. Once again, Regina, cloudy and 28, that's 82 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment.
0: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley.
2: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com, And SMHI, crop ale insurance at cost, online or connect with an agent. Storms are unpredictable. SMHI isn't. SMHI.ca The NDP raised several rural issues in the Saskatchewan legislature this morning. Opposition agriculture critic Jens Peterson says more support needs to be given for high-speed internet in rural areas. He says this access is vital for rural businesses and farmers, especially during a pandemic. But there's nothing new in this budget for rural communities that need improved access to high-speed internet. This is a government that's letting rural people down. They're taking them for granted. Does the SAS party agree that high-speed internet should be accessible to all Saskatchewan people? SaskTel Minister Don Morgan says SaskTel covers 99% of the province with wireless and internet with over 900 cell towers. As well, he says there are 175 towers in the north. There's more towers coming all the time. SaskTel is wanting to partner with rural Saskatchewan-based internet service providers. They're working on formal agreements with some of those people. They want to continue to have that expansion. And uh, since September of 2019, they've announced 15 new 107-meter macro towers that triple the coverage area of the small sites. There are seven towers of those that are in service now. The remaining eight will be in service through summer and fall of 2020. Mr. Speaker, we're talking in the range of, of well over 900 towers across this province. Peterson also called on the province to better support, to provide better support from the agri-stability Program. The SAS party is missing in action. In fact, they're spending roughly half of what they did last year. The minister has confirmed that it would only take $20 million to remove the reference margin limits in agri stability So why won't the SAS party step up to the plate, invest the dollars needed to fix agri stability and support the farmers of this province when they need help? Agriculture Minister David Merritt says the provinces have suggested Ottawa provide farm support on a 90-10 basis because of the coronavirus instead of the usual 60-40 split.
5: The federal minister has denied that uh, that offer but has come back to the table with absolutely nothing. I raised it on the call this week earlier with the federal minister that we would like to see some offer come forward from the federal government on aggressibility on some program mechanism, Mr. Speaker. That's where the program is at now. If any changes have to come to aggressibility, Mr. Speaker, the member knows full well you need 7 out of 10 provinces to make any changes to the program.
7: The
2: farm issues were raised in the Saskatchewan legislature this morning. Back in a moment. Um.
0: You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM.
2: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And by YAC Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business. Call 782-5999. Arcola rancher Chris Lees has been re-elected as President of Canadian Western Agribition. The annual meeting was held in a virtual format yesterday. Lees has been involved with Aggravation since 1971. He operates CNT Cattle Company at Arcola. Executive members include Vice President Kim Hextall of Grenfell, Levi Jackson of Sedley, Marty Craddockville of Milden, and Michael Latimer of Calgary. The Executive Committee also includes past President Bruce Holmquist of Kinistano. G3 Canada has announced the opening of two new elevators in Alberta. G3 Morinville and Carmangay feature high-efficiency infrastructure with truck unloading in minutes and trains of up to 150 cars quickly loaded on loop tracks, keeping grain moving to port. The new facilities will ship grain to the G3 terminal in Vancouver, a next-generation grain export terminal opening this summer. In Saskatchewan, G3 is building a grain terminal near Swift Current, which is due to open in 2021. G3 also has four elevators under construction in Alberta, Wetaskiwin, Stettler County, Vermillion and Irikanah. A beekeeper in southern Alberta is making direct connections with her customers. Kristen Hall is the owner of Be My Honey, based in Nanton, about 90 kilometres south of Calgary. The operation is relatively small with 28 hives, including a handful in the family yard at Nanton. Kristen says children watch the bees as they fly in and out of the hives. We
1: have a bench that's probably not even a meter away from the front of the hives. And, you know, that's kind of the guideline. The kids are allowed to go and sit at that bench, but they're not allowed to go any further. And they just love watching the bees. Uh, You know, and as I mentioned, uh, our cul-de-sac has lots of children. The kids all love the bees. We love watching them on the flowers. It's such a learning experience.
2: There is a self-serve honey hutch where people can purchase honey using the honor system. In addition, for $100, Hall lets you adopt a hive that comes with a number of benefits.
1: And so with that, you get five weekly updates on your hive, uh, the opportunity to paint your hive if you want, one jar of honey, one free hive tour, and the big one, the the one that people like the most is they get to name the queen. So you can imagine we have some pretty cool queen names out there, uh, lots of famous, people uh, that have now have bees in their name
2: examples include queen latifah and beyonce another unique idea is allowing local artists to paint the hives hall says it's all part of the community involvement which is important for sales and letting people feel like they're part of the business at this point demand for their honey is bigger than supply their goal is to double in size until they can't do it anymore Manitoba entomologist Dr. John Gavloski says flea beetles and insects are causing less of a problem this week in Manitoba. Cutworms aren't the issues they used to be, but grasshoppers are becoming a bigger problem.
7: Well, I guess on the positive side, the canola seems to be outgrowing a lot of the flea beetle damage. There there still was a little bit of insecticide spraying over the past week, but not nearly as much as uh, a week or two ago. So the the flea beetle situation is slowing down. The flea beetles are dying off. The canola is advancing. Most canola now would be in the more resistant three to four leaf stage at least. So... Uh, flea beetle springs tailing off. And the same can be said for cutworms. A little bit of spring over the past week, but not nearly as much. Um, same reasons the cutworms are turning into the pupa stage now. So they're going into their, one of their non-feeding stages, and the, the crop is getting a bit more robust and able to withstand some feeding. So cutworm springs is dying off. The one that is ramping up seems to be some grasshopper spring. People are noticing a fair amount of young grasshoppers uh... a lot of cases it's edge effects where they're in the ditches or uh, along the edges and so there's been some edge spraying there has been some full field spraying as well there have been instances where people noticed um... full fields that had a lot of grasshoppers and we do recommend that it's much easier to deal with them when they're young than when they're older so it's a good time to be scouting now in some cases the populations might be light you could just leave it alone but if there's a really heavy population, they are much easier to deal with when they're young.
2: Gavlosky says alfalfa weevils are starting to show up. As well, he says diamondback moths are becoming more prevalent in eastern Manitoba. John Gavlosky is an entomologist in Manitoba.
0: Hell. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM.
2: Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Nelson GM, Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra's prices for canola gained 80 cents at four twenty nine forty eight. Number 1 red spring wheat fell 17 cents at 22567. The rest were unchanged. Durham 26639. Feed barley 19570. Flax 51579. Lentils 71450. Oats 26416. Yellow peas 25789. Feed wheat $172.88. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July spring wheat is down 2.5 cents at $5.8.5 a bushel.
0: Yay! It's the Livestock Reports on The Source 620 CKRM.
2: The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Slams Integrityre in Grenfell, your locally owned Integrityre dealers. Now the latest livestock quotations. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Heartline Livestock here in Mooshka, close to 400 on offer at our Tuesday regular sale. The cow market it looked much the same as last week. These big bulls they continue to sell steady. Also, yearling mark looked a little stronger again. We're having a sale here Tuesday, June 30th. We're receiving from Monday from noon right up till 7 p.m. The good cows, 79 to 85. The Vermeulens from Ceylon, they had 13 big Charle cows. Sixteen, fifteen at eighty-six bucks. These medium cows, seventy-one to seventy-nine, and the good bulls—they're bringing a buck fifteen to a buck twenty-six. Vermulans also had a big bull in twenty-six eighty at one thirty-two. That's lots of money for a bull that's been used. A big drag of steers, eighteen of them, the reds and blacks, seven forty-five bring one ninety-five here on Tuesday. Let's have a great afternoon. And the latest pork prices are, are unavailable today. Coming up, the resource report.
0: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report. The Saskatchewan government
2: is going ahead with plans to open three new international offices. The offices are designed to facilitate investment and trade efforts to expand the province's exports and economy. The offices will be located in Tokyo, Japan, Singapore and New Delhi, India and are expected to open in early 2021. Trade and Export Development Minister Jeremy Harrison says international offices are a key component to grow Saskatchewan's economy as we emerge from the COVID-19 pandemic. The new international offices are expected to enhance exports to Asia and provide information and investment opportunities in Saskatchewan. Where feasible, the intent is to co-locate with existing Government of Canada offices. Harrison says the goal is to diversify markets because of an increasingly volatile trade environment. He says Saskatchewan exports have seen significant growth to Asia in the past decade. Saskatchewan exports in 2019 were valued at $30 billion, with the top items being farm products, potash, oil and uranium. Losses in the heavyweight financial sector weighed on Canada's Main Stock Index, which posted a triple-digit fall in late morning trading, while the loonie dropped below 73 cents US. The TSX Composite Index was down 174 points at 15,271. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 551 points at 25,194. The Canadian dollar traded at 72.93 cents US, compared with 73.29 cents on Thursday. The August crude oil contract was down 56 cents at 38.16 a barrel. That's the resource report. Stay tuned for the closing grain prices at 1:45 this afternoon and an agri-news report at 3:45 p.m. on Monday morning. There's another agri-news report at 6:45 a.m. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and.
0: You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM.